Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 28th of April, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. Argentina's National Congress has seen crazy times, and last week was one for the record books. It all started on Monday the 18th, when the Supreme Court ordered the Council of Magistrates to be up and running with its new members, a decision that prompted Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner to literally divide her own party, Frente de Todos. It's a complicated story, but to understand what went down in Congress, you have to know that in 1994, the Council of Magistrates was born. It is a group of lawyers, deputies, senators, magistrates, and academics in charge of electing judges. Originally, it was a 19-member body, but in 2006, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, who was senator at the time, pushed for a law that reduced the number of members to 13. In December 2021, 13 years later, the Supreme Court declared the 2006 Kirchner Law unconstitutional, and the model returned to that of 1994. Enraged by this, Fernandez de Kirchner split her party in two, so that the two parliamentary groups, which both respond to the same leadership, could become the first and third minorities, thus gaining one more representative to be appointed to the council. While some may consider this a smart power move, others claim it's a democratic institutional setback. The president maintained a low profile throughout this mess. And since we're on the topic of Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, Argentina has launched a tender for the construction of an enormous gas trunk pipeline that will be named after her late husband and former president, Nestor Kirchner. The pipeline will eventually extend for more than 1,000 kilometers from the Vaca Muerta gas field in Neuquén to the north of Buenos Aires. The tender will be launched in May with a, a decision due in July. However, it's expected that it will take a long time to complete. With some luck, the project may be finished by the end of 2024. But better late than never. After all, the aim is to transform Argentina's fuel transport capacity for both domestic use and exports, which could make the country a major energy producer and exporter. Speaking of exports, Argentina's income for exports surpassed $7.3 billion last month, 28% more than the previous month. The reason behind this is the increase in world commodity prices due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. If we look at the exports volume, it was only 5% larger than last month. Manufactured food products represented most overseas sales, followed by primary produce manufactured industrial goods, and fuels. In other business news, the Argentine software giant Globant is looking to fuel their merger and acquisition activity. After purchasing Genexus SA, one of Uruguay's oldest software companies, Globant's founder and CEO, Martin Migoya, says he wants to continue investing in artificial intelligence, mostly in Asia and Europe. Globant reached $1 billion in annual revenue last year and expects sales to soar 70% in 2022. Meanwhile, other professionals in tech industry are earning billions of dollars off the books. According to advocacy group Arjun Khan, more than 
2 billion U.S. dollars of service exports from the country's technology sector may go unreported this year as a result of companies and freelance workers escaping currency controls. If Argentine tech firms register all their service exports, they must exchange the dollars they earn for pesos as soon as they enter the country, at the official rate of 115 pesos per dollar. This is well below the parallel rate of 205 per U.S. dollar. As skilled workers seek better pay from abroad or move out of Argentina, the country runs the risk of losing some of its most talented people. But the tech industry is not slowing down, and this week, the Argentine unicorn Aleph announced it will launch an ambitious educational program that aims to train 50,000 youngsters in 90 countries. Called Digital Ad Degree, this program will be global, free, and online. The final goal is to expand the talent pool of professionals in an industry with a high labor demand. The first 500 will come from Argentina and will be presented to thousands of agencies that are looking for talent. Speaking of talented folk, the opening of the 23rd Bafisi Film Festival was a huge success. After the different pandemic-adapted edition of last year, the organizers and attendees alike were ecstatic to once again have international guests and larger capacity in the theaters. The festival ends on the 1st of May, so you still have this weekend to attend if interested. A day-by-day schedule can be found on the festival's website. You can find a link to it in our show notes. Another event that took place last week was the Environmentalists' March. On Earth Day, hundreds of people gathered in front of Congress to demand greater environmental protection policies, such as the protection of Argentina's wetlands and new recycling rules. Amnesty International Argentina took part in the demonstration with a petition to approve the Ley de Humedales, which is a law that intends to better protect wetlands. However, lawmakers have been postponing the treatment of the law for about 10 years. Another for good initiative is the government's new national mental health strategy. Led by the Minister of Health, Carla Visotti, the new program aims to increase funding for treatment and care of mental health issues. It will include activities to prevent mental health illnesses and more access to quality treatment in all provinces. The plan will also see the creation of emergency facilities for mental health throughout the country. What's also new is the automated store that the company American Vending developed in the province of Cordoba. Similar to those of Amazon Go, these shops are an alternative to big supermarkets and they are open around the clock. Inside, the customers access the store by scanning a QR code, then the items they are going to buy. Finally, they choose how to pay and complete the transaction without the need for cashiers or long checkout lines. The company has already opened shop in Cordoba City and is planning to open a total of 30 stores in the provinces of Cordoba, Mendoza, Santa Fe, and Buenos Aires. Speaking of Córdoba, citizens will be happy to learn that Aerolíneas Argentina will start flying direct from the province's international airport to the airport of Sao Paulo, Guarulhos, in Brazil. 
The latter is one of the largest airports in the region and serves as the one connector between South America and Africa, Asia, and sometimes Europe. The new route will take off in July with two weekly flights. And since we're on the topic of traveling, remember the Prebiaje program that the government offered last year? Well, it's coming back. And while we don't have the exact date for the start of its third edition, we know that it will come into effect after the winter holidays. The reasoning behind this is that the program aims to extend the interest in traveling during the medium and low seasons until the end of the year. If you're not familiar with Previaje, you can check out the official website for all the information. You'll find the link to the webpage in our show notes. But in short, this scheme sought to revive the pandemic-stricken tourism industry by reimbursing taxpayers for 50% of their expenses, which they can then use to purchase other tourist services in the country. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe. Give us some feedback. Tell your buds all about us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos la próxima semana.